Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I was thinking about this, and I guess this just shows that we're old, but I think I've known Joe Buck for about 35 years. Wow. Which is, Michelle's 35. So, yeah, I am. So that's, that's a pretty long time. Joe with us now on the Broad and Crouppen Celebrity Line. He'll be calling the NFC Championship game on Sunday with the 49ers visiting the Rams. Good morning, sir. How you doing? I'm good. How are you guys today? Everything's good. I got to tell this story. When we were at the Chris Pronger number retirement, as you were walking out the door, I said, I think San Francisco has a chance to beat Green Bay. And you said, they're going to beat Green Bay. Why did you have so much confidence in the 49ers? I just think they're tough. I think at this time of year when these teams are as banged up as they've been and all these teams have been dipping and diving through COVID and everything else, I just I always defer to the tougher team. And I, I think that applies this week. I'm not going to say – that San Francisco definitely wins this game, but they're going to give the Rams everything they can handle. And we're back to the same situation we had week 18 when Troy and I were there. And uh, it was basically a 49ers home game. I mean, it was crazy. uh, The kind of fan support San Francisco had to the point where by the end of the game, Jimmy Garoppolo is going down, trying to tie it, which he did, and he was running the offense normally. And when Stafford and the Rams offense went out there, they had to use silent count. And I'm sure you've read all the stuff about the Rams trying to uh, limit and restrict uh, the sales of tickets to anybody with a Northern California zip code. But that that went out the window. So I I think it's going to be the same kind of a scene, which – is going to be electric uh, because no matter what happens, there's going to be a reaction in the crowd play after play. That's, it's going to be fun. Joe, let's look at the AFC Championship matchup. The Bengals did defeat the Chiefs 34-31 in Week 17, but after that shootout that I saw between the Bills and the Chiefs, I'm just not sure that I can pick anyone other than Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City to advance, even though I think Joe Burrow and the Bengals are cool, confident, and collected. But when you look at that matchup, what vulnerabilities do you see in Kansas City that the Bengals can exploit? Well, I mean, they they need to have Tyron Matthew in their lineup. I I think that would help, and, and he's dealing with the concussion protocol and trying to get back. Um, the defense has been the, the key for this turnaround, and that's not headlines. Everybody's been talking about it, but what Steve Spagnuolo's done with that defense uh, has made that team Super Bowl-worthy again. They weren't at the beginning of the year. And then, you know, the, the impatience of Patrick Mahomes trying to get big chunks instead of taking what the defense was giving him, now he's doing that. Uh, yeah, that game was unbelievable on Sunday night. We'll see how... 
We'll see how uh, the needle is for uh, Kansas City with regard to the gas tank after that game. I mean, I think they left everything hanging out there uh, late Sunday night, and now they've got to pick up and take on, as you said, a very confident young Cincinnati team. Kansas City is is the favorite with good reason, but I think Cincinnati will. I think they'll give them a lot to uh, to handle in that game. Hey, Joe. You described what you think you're going to see, and I believe what we will see in SoFi on Sunday. And it kind of, to me, it sounds like it's going to be a, a Super Bowl vibe, uh, half and half. And you talked about the reaction, which is awesome for a broadcast and for a viewer. Do you think it'll be like that, the NFC Championship game, maybe half and half in terms of fans? I, I really do. I, I think it – and and just with regard to what everybody was wearing in Week 18, I, you looked out and the predominant color was red. And, and we were inside that stadium that, that's got so much blue and yellow in it. But the people in the seats predominantly were wearing red. And if it was 50-50, uh, I, I think that would be good news for the Rams. It felt like it was heavier the other way. So I – it was strange. I mean, to the point where Andrew Whitworth's wife is talking about it. Matt Stafford's wife's talking about it. McVeigh's talking about it publicly. And uh, it's, it's, it's a storyline, as silly as that sounds. But, you know, for a team that's really gone for broke here uh, in the L.A. Rams, trying to get ready uh, to, to peak at the right time, making the deal they did for Vaughn Miller, uh, signing Odell Beckham, what they gave up to the, the amount of picks and money that they spent to acquire Jared Goff, pay Jared Goff, get rid of Jared Goff is staggering. And, and all of that was built on trying to be ready to go for a Super Bowl this year with Matthew Stafford. They're one step away. And, uh, and yet they're going to be dealing with all that stuff at home. And they better win, right? Because they don't have a first or a second or a third round pick. Like you said, they've cranked up the cap. And I know they've been able to to push it forward for years and years. At some point, not having draft picks and cap room catches up with a team. Yeah, well, we saw it here when draft picks were wasted. Um, if you draft decently, you don't have to draft brilliantly but decently that that's like the backfill of your roster and and they it happens at a cheap rate comparatively speaking if you if you don't have picks or if you draft horrendously well then you're you know you're trying to fill in the rest of your roster with free agents and what have you and you just can't you can't manage so they they don't care about draft picks they're they're very uh, open about that with what they've given for Jalen Ramsey uh, and different guys along the way. So, yeah, eventually that bill comes due. And eventually, you know, you're looking just to fill spots on your roster with guys you're signing off the street for cheap because you, you haven't been able to draft anybody. Hey, Joe, I know this might be unpleasant for a lot of us here in St. Louis, but SoFi Stadium looks pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I you know, I know it's heresy to, to say, uh, but damn, it's nice. Uh, and, you know, when you consider that whole complex, which is where NFL Network is, you know, we, we all made a big deal about it having to be dug out of the ground because of its proximity to LAX. Well, that's kind of cool, too, because it's not a monstrosity. When you pull up to it, it's got kind of cool architecture. And I don't think people realize that's not a dome. It, it's got a it's got almost like a tent covering but it's open 
So it's open around the sides at ground level. And then as you go down, you know, you, you get closer and closer to the field. But uh, it's, it's like a tent over the top, for lack of uh, architectural terminology. But, uh, but it, it, you know, you feel like you're in an open-air stadium. It's, it's re- I mean, it's, and the, the scoreboard, which is like a ring, uh, is just stunning. So it's they did a hell of a job. I mean, that's what you get for $5 billion. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I was going to say, for that price tag, it better be great, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, um, Joe, your answer might change to this after this morning's news that uh, Packers offensive coordinator Nathaniel Hackett is hired to be the new head coach of the Denver Broncos. But what do you think is more likely to happen, that Brady returns for another season or that Aaron Rodgers stays in Green Bay? Well, I mean, I've, I've been public about. I wish both would would go back right where they left off. Um, it's it's better for my life and for my network. But uh, I, I I see Brady coming back after getting a little bit of time off and saying that's not how I want to go out. Um, but they're up against the cap too, and, and I, you know I don't know how how their long term future looks. But I would say that's more likely, just considering all the bad blood that's happened with Aaron Rodgers. Now, his relationship with his head coach is great, and he loves Matt LaFleur. Uh, and I think it's gotten better with the front office. I, the problem is I don't think they have enough cap space to have Aaron Rodgers, David Bakhtiari, Aaron Jones, uh, the two uh, Smiths on defense, and sign Devontae Adams. And if Devontae Adams isn't there – then they don't have much other than theoretically Aaron Rodgers. I, I think that's the bigger storyline than the stuff with Brian Gutekunst, the GM. I, I think he needs Devontae Adams back. And if he doesn't come back, I, I don't think Aaron Rodgers is coming back. Joe, a couple more things. Number one, as we watch on Sunday, as you have prepared for this game, I'm sure that you've come up with an idea of who's going to win and why. What should we look for? If somebody's going to win this game, why are they going to win it? Well, I, I mean, it's boring, but it's going to be the it's going to be the run game, and it's going to. Be, I think it's just as important for the Rams. Like they they have to have some balance. That's why McVay's been forcing Cam Akers in because Cam Akers is their most dynamic running back. Even though Sony Michelle carried him through that five game winning streak, uh, Akers can run it. He can catch the ball out of the backfield, but he missed the whole year except for the last week with a torn Achilles. So he's trying to force that back in. He, he fumbled twice in the Tampa Bay game. But they want to run the ball. Sean McVay is a pupil of Kyle Shanahan, and that's all about running the football. So that that's where they want to base the offense, and then everything else works really well off that. Hard to, hard to believe when you got a guy like Cooper Cup leading the world uh, doing what he's doing on the outside. But he wants to run it, and the same for San Francisco. They he's going to want to run it 40 times and you know Garoppolo might throw it 15 times 18 times and you know if Debo Samuel and if they're blocking him up they've proven him they'd be they've beaten him six in a row and they've done it by being more physical so it's it's going to all be who you know which offensive line and which which ground game gets gets going and finally, we have about a minute left. I'm going to put you in the coach's office for the St. Louis Blues. Who's you... <laughs> 40 games left. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah. I mean, until proven otherwise, uh, I, I would ride Billy Huso and just, you know, see what happens. It, it, nobody cares what anybody's making. And I say that as a guy who I firmly believe 
the Blues are not hoisting the Stanley Cup without Jordan Bennington. I mean, I uh, game seven, that, that thing was over in the first period if Bennington's not standing on his head. Uh, so I have a ton of respect, but it's about riding the hot hand. And right now the hot hand is Billy Huso, and that could switch back. And, and Bennington's proven that he can, he can get you there, and he's won a Stanley Cup. Uh, you know, Billy Huso hasn't won anything. So, but until it switches back, if it does, I think Billy Huso's got to be ridden. Love that you're such a great fan. We'll be watching on Sunday. It's always good to hear your voice. Thanks for the time. All right. Thank you, guys. See ya. See ya. Joe Buck with us on 101 ESPN. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The college football playoff committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget, BetOnline for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Want more ways to show your good side to the world? Donate plasma at a Griffles Center and join thousands of donors who are helping to save lives. Receive up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com.